0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Faith and Fandom podcast. Uh, today we are joined by indie artist, comic creator, and Planet Fitness coach uh, Brittany Green. Um, Brittany, any way specifically you'd like to introduce yourself, or?
1: Well, you did a great job. I just I'm really happy to be able to do this. It's a big honor, and I really was honored to be able to meet you at the North Carolina Heroes Con and. Um, But yeah, I'm really excited to be on your podcast. This is my first podcast, so really pumped.
0: So everybody listening on their car rides home or watching on Facebook, give Brittany a round of applause for her first podcast appearance. We're excited for it. Um, And I'm grateful to have met you and uh, really enjoyed uh, seeing just, you know, some visualizations of your heart at the con. But I just wanted to kind of get a conversation to talk with you and just see uh, what you're about and what your art's about, uh, your passion, your goal, your drive, your faith with everything that goes with it. Um, So start question of uh, when did you get into art specifically? And like, and then also, uh, when did you start creating your own like content?
1: Yeah, so for as long as I remember, honestly, a little bit beforehand, um, I've always kind of been drawing. My mom has some of my first crayon drawings when I was three, and they were like those little fish, you know? So um, I've been drawing since then, uh, and I've always been very enamored and fascinated by storytelling, as particular movie making, and um, just I love characters, and I love the... Um, the drive and what the capability that you can do with stories, I think it's so impactful and so interesting. I've just always been very fascinated by it, and so by around high school, I started just like up. Oh, you know what? I'm just gonna start making my own stories. Like I'm I'm not good at it, but I'm just gonna give it a shot. I'm just gonna wing it and started building my own characters, start building concepts, um, and they definitely gotten a lot more uh, refined, um, to say at least, throughout the years. Thankfully so, and been praying that the holy spirit tells the stories that he wants to tell through me um and not just like my own imagination but his imagination his concepts as well i want to surrender that to him because he's the one that gave me the gift uh for sure so
0: okay um for like your own content like i saw that you had a a comic called de agents Mm -hmm. right wasn't that right yep yep and uh you've got a project now that you're uh like you were just asking yesterday or day before, you know, about potential Kickstarter information and stuff, so like, tell me about the, your original content. Uh,
1: so yeah, uh, currently I have about 15 uh, story concepts right now. Most of them are not released, um, but I have the released one so far, DE Agents, Quest for the Right Hand, Here's the Basics, and I'm currently working on a short mini series called Torn Veil, it's gonna be a three-part series um and then each each story has its own genre and own um commentary whether it's on you know social issues or society um or it's something that i would have liked to seen in storytelling or or, um, kind of like fighting against the common status quo of what you would normally see for instance uh in agents is an action gritty action oriented story And um, when, I I love action movies, but I hate all the mindless violence. I hate all the unnecessary profanity. I hate all the random sex scenes. I'm like, okay, y'all are just ruining the film for me, you know? Um, And so I wanted a story that was action, but thought provoking. Um, Each of the main three characters has a different point of view and morality. Uh, Two of the three are believers and they kind of try to filter it out through that lens. and so it's gonna be a really interesting story that as the story progresses, so will the uh, the threats escalate as well. Um, pushing their moral boundaries. I'm like, okay, well, well, how can I work through this environment, you know? Uh, so I wanted it to be very thought-provoking and not just like, oh, main character shoots guy in the head. Up, oh, I guess you're done with, bud, you know? Like, no, like these characters will have families. The characters, good and bad guys, will have like backgrounds. and. I wanted them to be raw but human as well, and show that emotion. Um, and then uh, Quest is kind of like a an action adventure, more a little bit more lighthearted, knights and dinosaur style. And then Torn Veil is gonna be this. Um, I don't want to wait. How do I explain it? Say so like kind of ultra biblical. Uh, I want to do a lot of exegesis of the uh, scripture itself, visual exegesis of Uh, you know, spiritual warfare. And there's going to be a lot of straight up scripture in the story. I like the gospel. I'm going to have the gospel shared at least once per three issues um, or of the three issues, uh, because I really want this to be an impactful story, almost like the Christian fight, uh, you know, through the spiritual lens. Um, A lot of people don't think of it that way. And so I wanted to kind of like, hey, guys, you know, don't, you know, Rem- don't just get distracted by what you see but all this stuff's going behind the scenes as well um so it's really fun obviously a lot of it is visual metaphor in that sense because you know there's no way i can look in the you know in the spiritual world and be like yes that's exactly how it is but a lot of it's like obviously artistic rendition of all that um but as an educational purpose um to try of tell the other side of the stories if that makes sense
0: okay sweet now uh for the stuff that you've made like uh quest and torn veil those are in progress works right those Mm -hmm. okay um for de agents uh how did you go through uh publishing slash releasing all of that
1: um so it's it's pretty wild and to be honest it's still a wild ride because um you know a lot of my series are going to be ongoing quest I intend it to be a three-part series I'm gonna keep working on it until it's finished or not I say quest I mean torn veil quest is gonna be ongoing um but it's really interesting because I have all these ideas bubbling up in me and I'm just like oh I just gotta let them out you know so I actually don't go through a publishing company I don't have uh a publisher or anything like that I just do everything myself the only thing I don't do is print it um and I use uh, kablam printing for that they've been really good um and reliable but i like i said i don't actually i'm not under any titles of my own i would like to have have my own production company one day to say the least uh so i'm just a little little self-made bean over here
0: <laughs> uh not you know i know i don't know if money's sensitive or anything how'd you fund it
1: um honestly I pay all of it out of pocket and, and money's never really a sensitive issue with me. Um it's all out of pocket. Um and it's 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 tolling, yeah, that's for sure. Um but I know, yeah, that's it's not cheap make comic books. Yeah. Um Mm-mm. but you know, I just there's a lot of times I want to give up, but I'm just like, all right, Lord, you know, I'm I'm gonna trust you. I'm gonna trust you. I'm gonna keep working, you know, even if I have to make smaller batches, that's okay. Um, I'm going to just keep doing my thing, keep working at it. Uh, That's why I was considering a Kickstarter for Torn Vale because my intention is a three-part series. And then at the end, when the story's over, have a graphic novel edition with all the concept art and like extras. Uh, So I'm not sure if that would be good to wait till everything's finished and then have a Kickstarter for that. Um, I've never had a Kickstarter, but it's something I was thinking about wasn't sure if I was going to go that route because I'm not used to people like oh yeah I'll support you you know so I'm just like I'll just pay it all myself that way i am have to worry about depending on other folks you know
0: <laughs> how has the reception been for uh you know your work so far
1: um it's definitely been a mixed bag I there's a lot of people that get excited um well I wouldn't say a lot but, but there are uh seldom people that get very excited for my comics and I've that really means a lot to me. Um, the people who are interested, uh, they, they get very excited and they can't wait for the next issue. Um, and that's very far in view between just because I'm so unknown. Um, but I, like I said, I appreciate any bit of support that I do get. And that like this, this right here, this whole thing means so much because just somebody to sit down to talk to me, I'm like, thank you so much, man. <laughs> it's just, it makes, it is a week, you know, I, I don't get to talk to about my concepts or stories and processes very often and um so it, it makes me very excited when I do and people when they do sit down and listen they hear the excitement they they see the how fleshed out the characters are and the stories are yes they're still uh, they're ongoing uh works in progress um I do have a framework of how I want to structure the stories and story arcs and all that stuff but as of each issue each issue I go I write it as I go so it's it's kind of fresh and, inter- uh, you know, interesting in the sense of like, it's it's almost like everyday life in this different setting, you know, with these different characters. Um, but the overall story arc and the um, character planning is, is all there already. I'm just filling in the blanks as I go along, if that makes
0: sense. Oh yeah, good landmarks to kind of jump between. So, uh, why this medium? for for telling your stories like i know you said you've got stories in you that you wanted to tell like uh was there ever consideration for any other medium for it like was it always going to be comics was it ever like just print was it ever just audio like like was comics you knew day one when this was in your heart you was like i need to tell it this way
1: well that's actually pretty cool so that's i like that question a lot um so i actually I, I kind of really ambitious and I don't know why but I would my my end goal would to be have my own uh, film production company I would love to be able to create and direct my own movies and films um and I've been trying the best I can to get that position but it is so difficult and I'm like all right Lord it's in your hands I did all I can do <laughs> um to say at least but I I chose comics as the primary medium because that is there's several there's several reasons why I do things that I do because if I can't think of a good reason why to do it I just don't do it um, so comics being a good first uh, medium to start with uh, for that is because it's the only thing that I can do on my own the only thing I can reliably do and affordably do on my own the only thing that's very cost uh, cost is the printing of the comics but if i'm the only one doing all the labor on the books then it's free labor right um it's just the energy and the uh, creative t- creativity and the time that goes into it um also a lot of film is based off of pre-existing material so you'll see i have worked with some people that uh in, in sense of giving them concept art or giving them storyboarding for their film p- pitches um and a lot of people like to see whether they're producers or whatever, they like to see pre-existing material that's based, what the film is based off of, uh, so they can see like, okay, you mean business when you you're, uh, actually have these concepts. Um, and so I want to show that. I want to show I mean business. I want to tell these stories. I want to have fully fleshed out characters, uh, full aesthetic for the stories. Um, you know, I want to have these um, interesting genres and thought book concepts. And another thing is, you know, talking about different mediums uh, in regards to obviously like to go into films, doing comics now. And I do have a couple of plans for video games as well. God willing, you'll let me Uh, Torn Veil that my intention for that is to be a video game. I'm like, all right, let's make it a comic right now, because it would be such a cool, heavy metal video game. It would be a straight up experience for people. It'd be like I imagine it'd be like half cinematic and then half like intense, like gameplay and be like, oh, it'd be so cool. <laughs> I'm like, I get revved up just thinking about it. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, and like I said, I want it to be an experience for somebody because art is so important and influential. And it's, it's part of core memories is the, the visual aspects of art and the stories that art is told through. And so it's just a powerful medium. And I want to try to spread out as much as I can, you know, with, with what I have right now. And God willing, I'll be able to go further and further with it.
0: I completely get the, you know, doing what is within your own wheelhouse. And Mm -hmm. because for the longest time, even working with my stuff, writing was the one thing I knew I could do basically Mm -hmm. by myself. And, you know, so that became my, you know, viable lane for that. And my only cost would be uh, usually I'd pay an editor, or uh Mm -hmm. production or something that effect, and you know but it's it's hard to feel like someone else sees your vision oh yeah (laughs) and for the people that do see your vision that they are willing to actually go the distance with it Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And, and you know I've worked with um I've been doing this in some facet or another for about 10 years now like coming up on 10 years and When I started out, I had uh, people that like, even for my first book, I uh, hired someone to do the art for my first book Mm -hmm. and then uh, they didn't get it done. And then what they did do was subpar um, Mm -hmm. because they forgot and they tried to throw something together like that day. Ah, yeah. And so for the cover of my first book was literally something I threw together in Microsoft Paint. Mm-hmm. because I had run out of time for my own timetable. And, you know, mm-hmm. for, I, I had like a, for almost six years, I had an art partner that would go to our booth with me to the faith of fandom booth. And like, he was a great artist, uh, or he is a great artist. He's not like dead or anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> how did Vincent die? Um, but, uh, he like, he was a professional artist. Like he taught art, um, mm-hmm. In schools, and you know, he had a degree in it and everything else, but he would come to cons and he would just sit at the booth with me. Uh, because I, for a season, I was his college pastor, and mm-hmm. so, like, uh, he would come sit at the booth with me and have like a sign for like two dollar sketches. And like, mm-hmm. I'll he'd have like cards like five by seven or something, it's, like he'll sketch whatever you want for two dollars, and that was part of his ministry. And that, like, you even walking around the shows or even you know two dollars for a decent sketch is like pretty like valuable and oh yeah Yeah. and and so we'd have lots of we'd end up having lots of like spiritual conversations with people because they would pay him for a affordable sketch and then stand around the table and wait for it and so that just became like our little you know back and forth or he would do art prints that would almost be like really well done memes um (laughs) of, like, art that had, like, we could put, like, scripture or spiritual themes to it as well, but um, it, it went really well for a very long time, and, uh, but then, you know, life, like, mm-hmm. marriage, kids, he moved to a different state to play in a church, and so it became, like, okay, now I'm, I'm by myself, and mm-hmm. so, like, commissioning other artists to get stuff done, like, um, I've worked with maybe five different artists on projects and I knowing how hard artists work for me it's really hard to not pay them well mm-hmm. like I feel like I know that you guys get shortchanged a lot when it comes to stuff and like uh you know for I just uh, put out a, a children's book and I commissioned an artist to do the art for that and mm-hmm. like when it was done he's like "Uh, oh, you pay me what you want and I'm like yeah
1: because it's, like, it's always hard. Yeah, as an artist, I'm like, because you're just like, there's so many times people are just like, oh, that's that's a little steep, you know? And you're just like, that's my time, my skill, my energy, my talent. And I always feel bad price. I usually underprice my things, to be honest, um, because artists, we have to, you know, balance what the client wants in time, cost, and skill and material. And those are like the four concepts that we like if you know you want it really fast uh you're gonna sacrifice either the skill of it or um uh, but you know you got you have to sacrifice one thing like if you want like really high quality artwork uh you're gonna have to wait a really long time for it right um so there's there's always those four concepts that she, that's floated around um and it's, it's it's an interesting balance for
0: sure and one of the biggest things that's been a help for me is like uh, when the world shut down uh, mm-hmm. for a minute. Um, at that point in time, like uh, all the cons got canceled. And I mm-hmm. think that I had invested about $3,000 of my family's money into booth <laughs> booth fees mm-hmm. for the next year. of mm-hmm. like Because a lot of these shows you have to pay for like months and months in advance. Yeah. And we had like about three grand th- floating in the ether um and somebody's like oh make a patreon and i'm like and i felt so weird like of like i just write bible studies i, I don't think i qualify for that and and so like people eventually like nudged me and i did that and that's one of been one of the biggest things is that my patreon for the last minute outside of like covering some booth fees and stuff has simply been to pay artists mm-hmm. that are working on our stuff so mm-hmm that you know i when the guy made our children's book wouldn't you know, like give me a solid price i'm like here's a number this is okay and he said that's more than fair so i could literally just take that pay- from patreon and say but i'm also it's a cool thing to be able to tell the people that are like supporting us on patreon to say hey here's a page this artist did look and, and like mm-hmm. to walk through the process so they know that you know it's that but um so with that, what's your support network look like for this?
1: Um, well, first, also, I wanted to say that the uh, the illustrations for your new kid's book, they look phenomenal. Like, they look really nice, by the way. Um,
0: but I didn't draw. I was, uh, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, he did a great job. <laughs> but, yeah, he
1: did do it. But
0: um, well, I think what would be great is if you saw the uh, storyboard I sent him, like the horrible abnormal stick figures of like scribbly <laughs> lines that started that so that you know it's like you're like mm. <laughs> well done
1: we love those <laughs> um but yeah i don't as to answer your question i don't really have support um patreon and kickstarters they have flown across my mind before but i've just really I just don't have a lot of confidence that people would be like, yeah, you know, here's some, here's some couple bucks each month. Cause I just, you know, I'm, you know, I say these things not to like pity party. I just say these just being blatantly honest, like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty hidden. I'm pretty, uh, you know, in the backseat most of the time um, in, in most regards. Uh, so it's, it's, I get so that's why I get so excited when people actually like ask me questions about my the thing I work on the most. I'm like, oh boy, yeah, you know. Um, so that's why I'm I'm very reluctant about that, and that's why I'm so like, right, I'll just pay for it myself, you know, because I um I don't I don't know if I have a I don't think I would have enough of a base to even be able to ask for something like that. Um, because I know there's a plenty of artists that I follow that they do fantastic. They're able to fund their whole Thing just through their Patreon. I'm like, you know, I, I would have ideas about doing that. But to be honest, like, I, man, I would love an assistant or something <laughs> because um, a lot of this is kind of overwhelming to take in consideration of everything, like balance of actual creation of the art, characters, stories, writing it, concept art, that's my forte. That's where I like to focus and put most of my brain power to. But then you also, as an independent, you also have to, oh, think of the social media, think of exposure. Uh, you have to network. You have to uh, consider, you know, who you can reach out to. Um, what are your support avenues? Uh, are you reaching out to businesses to, you know, have your products out there? And so there's a uh, cost of supply and cost of shipping. And so there's, there's a lot to it like, bro, I just want to focus on the art so bad. Like I just, I wish I had a business partner or something, <laughs> you know? Um, so I try to figure it out when I can and do what I can with what I have. Um, that's why I make, I need to really buckle down and work on that website. Cause I feel like if I, once I get that website out it would kind of add a bit of protection to my characters and stories. Cause then I'm like, you have an origin source and a creator source uh, to the co- concepts themselves. But it also acts as a gallery it also acts as a, a hub if you want to read more about the stories and characters um and i i would probably have it links to my um etsy or if i do make a patreon one day or youtube one day um i've been slacking on the etsy though because they they're adding so many fees and just not they're just not wanting to cooperate with me i'm like dude i just want to put free shipping they're like are you sure about that and they're like yeah um anyway but yeah so
0: I I know that for me like uh with my first book when I first started doing this like Mm -hmm. uh about nine years ago um I just put a Facebook post out uh very similar to the Instagram post you put out yesterday of like hey I'm working on this project if I were to make a Kickstarter who would uh who would be interested so I literally put, I put that post out, um, about, you know, nine years ago or so. And, uh, a professor from a college who attended the church I was pastoring mm-hmm. at that time, just like sent me $500. Like, he's like, Whoa. he's like, he's like, will this get you started on whatever you need. And I'm like, yeah.
1: crazy,
0: (laughs) and so i never started a patreon i never started a kickstarter or anything because literally um his uh gift covered my booth fee at heroes and covered um production of like 75 books
1: nice that's that's epic right there
0: and so that was my first start and like literally that seed money so to speak just kind of kept like it over it kept going with that but um like it, it's a hard thing to think that you're going to have support and base. And I know that uh mm-hmm. I don't know your whole network or how people do react to you, where you're at and everything as well. But mm-hmm. I know that when I started my Patreon, I I'd say for like the first year,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, it was, uh, maybe eight people giving $3 mm-hmm. a month. And that wasn't like a big thing, but it was a big thing. And, oh, yeah. uh, and um, I've got one guy that uh, has just been a huge blessing. And he's like, so somebody told me your Patreon doesn't have vision. Like when they were looking at my Patreon, they were critiquing me. They like, like, your Patreon doesn't have vision. They said that uh, everything that you've got listed and marked here is for limiting people that just want to give small. Mm -hmm. And they said, what's a big thing? And I said, well, I could do like $100 a month if somebody wants to, like, cover all my booth fees for the year. And I was like, I put that as, like, some, like, okay, this is almost a joke. Like And, like, I've got one Patreon supporter that's been doing that for nine months.
1: Whoa, that's insane! So
0: I've got, like, a little tent sign on my booth. And it's just like, (laughs) this booth was sponsored by this guy. Um, And, like, so I I, I just... Yeah. Um, I, w- I would just encourage you, like, I'm not telling you like go make one now or anything, but, uh, mm-hmm. don't, don't, if you've got people that are encouraging you to, um, if, or if you feel the need to, at some point, uh, it's easy for you to sit back in your isolation because you do do this all by yourself mm-hmm. to think that nobody's going to back you, um, mm-hmm. or that you won't have sufficient. Uh, I feel like there's more people that would be for you than you're aware of just putting putting that on your cornflakes um so uh because i mean that was the reality emily even with me meeting you was like uh okay so i mean chris and i uh from columbus got game chris Poyer, um mm. we've been working together in uh either podcasting or con ministry for it like i don't know it feels like seven years mm-hmm. um and uh he used to run um one of the bigger cons in north carolina wow uh before he moved down to columbus and mm-hmm. uh he uh with, with like all of all the major comic book people that were there the weekend of heroes he literally only messaged me to go see you
1: oh seriously i, and like, I saw him i saw his message on instagram like yes i did get to meet mr hector
0: <laughs> It's he, he wasn't like hey go say it at, hey to jim starlin and get this signed or shoot like, he, his literal only contact with me was like hey go see this person and uh because uh he had heard so much good support uh about you from uh pat
1: I love Mr. Pat. He is so bomb diggity. <laughs>
0: and, um, but that's the thing, like he had heard from down the line, you know, about, you know, just Chris had heard about you from Pat and he had seen your books on the shelf too at the shop.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and, uh, you know, just with that, like, I, I feel like the more that you're exposed and the more you're out there, there's going to be a lot more people that are going to be jumping in on your support. Um, mm-hmm. So like outside of just financial support, who's your people support? like Uh, yeah i'm sorry go ahead go ahead no that's it no that's it
1: okay okay um so definitely like my dad he i'm so thankful for him he's like my best friend and he's the one that takes me to a lot of the like the out-of-town shows we'll go together because that's that's you know how each you have uh, a special thing you like to do with each person. Well, that's with me and my dad. We both love going to the sh- shows. He loves digging through the comics. I love talking to the artists and meeting all the folks like a South Carolina show. Uh, I'm just like, dad, let's go. I want to meet Kevin Sorbo. And he's like, okay. And So we got to meet Mr. Sorbo. And that guy is pretty epic too. Um, and so I, he has been also, He like I, I recently had like a dinosaur coloring book And I wanted to get, you know, a good, sizable order. And he knows that it's expensive to get things done. He's like, he pretty much got the whole order for me done, Um, you know. And I, so I'm really thankful for that. He, you know, he covers the hotels and I try to give him a little bit when I can. And I've, I've been so thankful and blessed to have such a good dad that supports me. Um, And my grandma, she, my mom and grandma are very, um, you know, verbally supportive. And my grandma will help, too, when she can. I'm very thankful for that. Um, and, you know, that's a good idea when you mentioned uh, the the booth, like sponsored by booth, because it's just like my, I was really talking to my dad at Heroes Con um, and saying, like, yeah, I don't know if we're going to be able to do any big shows like this anytime soon. Maybe not until I'm at least a little bit more established, because uh, it was it was a great deficit for sure. I was I loved the experience. It was like a huge, it was so fun. It was a huge blessing, especially on Saturday when we just got to give out to people, and I I love that. It's going to be such a special memory to me. I'm still savoring those memories. Um, but it, in the financial sense, it was a huge deficit um, on both of our ends because um, I I spent a lot of money on. You know, I paid for the booth, but then I spent a lot of money on the cost of the products and stuff. I had a lot more products I was excited about, and I barely had any biters, You know, <laughs> um, but that's okay because then I'll have enough for other shows. I do. We the last big show that we have planned is in Savannah, Georgia, um, in the end of the month uh, of July, and so I'm really excited about that. It's a two day event.
0: That show actually looks really great, by the way. Like I've been oh, yeah. watching. I've been watching that show too. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited. So um, that's the last big show that we're gonna going to go into for a while. And then I have a couple of small local shows like in Columbus. We're going to be doing the one at Coca-Cola Space Science Center. And then we're going to have one at Conyers, Georgia, hopefully. so.
0: Well, I like Conyers. It's a nice area. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, it's probably far from you guys, but uh, I'm pretty certain if you have a desire and it works out. Uh, I have some friends that run a show in Savannah that you mm. could have a free space for
1: <gasps> Ooh, well because savannah so the north carolina i think that was like a six or seven hour trip how many days is it
0: it's just a one day
1: that that might be worth it um i'll definitely talk to my dad about that um
0: how should you some you go, i'll email I'll, you some info or whatever yeah
1: yeah please do i because I, I love doing shows like that um and you know push come to shove i'll just if he can't come, I'll just travel by myself. it's that's not too far from, from us. I like Savannah a lot.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, some of these shows are big. So let me ask, like, mm-hmm. was your space at Heroes just an artist alley space, or was it like an mm-hmm. inline booth? Okay, yep. uh, that was me. Like uh, when mm-hmm. I started, uh, I started at Heroes as my first show ever, mm-hmm. and I had one book and two T-shirts and two prints, and that was my whole booth. Like I had no signage, no anything. It was like, here's a small stack of books, here's two t-shirts, mm-hmm. and here's two prints. Um, mm-hmm. but it it can rack up a huge deficit mm-hmm. with travel costs,
1: yep. with uh yep.
0: and yeah. gas, food, and like it's not like you can eat there cheaply. And um yep. It's it's a hard road to go sometimes, um, and I'm going to be doing a show the same days as the Savannah show. I'm going to be doing GalaxyCon Raleigh, um, mm-hmm. and they're this they overlap um, because I really wanted to do the Savannah show before I realized the dates overlapped. Um, but it's a it, it is a hard. It, so outside of your dad, is anybody else like you work with or that supports the whole process?
1: No, not really. Um, like Mr. Pat, he's a huge blessing. He lets me co-sign at his shop and I really appreciate that, you know, and I'll, I'll come visit him and it surprises me every time when I do make it. So I'm like, really? Like it tickles me purple. Um, and, but that's pretty much it. You know, it's just me, myself and I, other than, other than the Lord himself, he's, you know, he's been my main inspiration, my main fuel and motivation. And I'm like, all right, God, yeah, I'm just going to keep on trusting, you know, so.
0: <laughs> um, for future stuff, like, do you have any people that you would want to work with? Do you have any like, like partnerships or any people that you've seen their work and you'd be like, oh, I'd like I'd like to get my stuff in there with that or any like any companies that you've thought of even sending your book to to try and like get picked up?
1: I'm not even sure where to start with something like that, to be honest. Um, There, because every now and then, my dad actually. This is another thing way my dad supports me. He will make, we will do our own show. And by say we, he mostly we rent out a space at the DoubleTree Hotel for like a weekend or something, and uh, we'll have we'll invite some other artists and some other vendors, and so that's we'll just do our own little thing. That's pretty cool. But uh, there was some people that mentioned like. Just in conversation, like um, that, they tried to get their work published through like a Christian company, but you know that didn't really—they didn't like his content. I guess wasn't very Christian-oriented. I'm like, well, that's probably why. Because um, uh, I know for my stuff, it can be very raw, but it's never in a malicious way. It's right. in like this is raw truth, you know. And then there's things I don't—I don't sugarcoat my stories. I will purposely not add things. It's pointless or senseless in my stories like you're not gonna see my characters like swearing up and down they're they're probably never gonna swear um you know you're not gonna see you know all these like I said obscene things here and there but there will be like graphic content in some of my stories but it's it's to expose and not to glorify but anyway um I have thought about especially with Torn Veil because it will be kind of heavy heavy metal uh but I plan I want well, I don't plan, I'm going to have the gospel in it, each issue, at least once, probably, I know the second issue is probably going to be shared four times with like four different characters, which is pretty, pretty cool. Um, and it's a very, a lot of my, all my stories are either have, you know, Christian foundations, um, you know, they have, uh, Christian messaging in it. Um, if not, you see like, you know, Christian life play through. Um, it's, it's very important to me. It's in the core of all of my stories. Because I don't want to make stories uh, to go against God's word. I only want to make stories that support his word. Because there's enough stories out there going against his word. It's going against his foundation. It's going against his design and plan. I'm like, there's enough of that. I want to combat against those kind of things. I want to help plant good seeds of truth and of wisdom. And just, like I said, thought-provoking material. Um, And that's, that's, that's the end goal there. And I just want to keep pushing into that. Keep pushing into that and um but yeah I I hope I hope I'm coloring off okay sometimes I'm not as eloquent as I would like to be (laughs) oh no
0: dude you're fine you're great um just on a on a note just to tell you Mm -hmm. you might like even if it's as simple as like passing off one of your books to them you might want to check out Keen Spot or Mm -hmm. Scout okay Um, uh I'm currently uh there's some dudes at keen spot that just do some really good work uh mm-hmm. uh potsky uh, and um bill uh like there's uh billy and potsky the, they're two guys that like make some like really cool books and like they did one and it, it's not like a christian book or anything but they made a book called junior high horrors which mm-hmm. is all the horror movie people as middle school students that's and, funny and so their book kind of took off and um my first time at San Diego, I ran into them there and it was like, we literally left a show in North Carolina to go to San Diego. And I was like, Hey, familiar faces. And they had told me that, um, keen spot as a company, um, is a lot more open to content than most other companies. And, and they, and so they said it, you know, not in a negative way. They said, if you ever want to throw your Jesus stuff at us, we could probably make that happen too. And, (laughs) I was like
1: oh
0: I was like okay um and so like I'm working on a comic like when I work say working on I've storyboarded and written a comic mm-hmm. I haven't made it any further than that and uh, because the guy who did the children's book was going to do that too mm-hmm. um and I needed to pick which one's first and um so you know I picked the kid's book with that but like my, my hope and goal is that I'm gonna do get this at least uh inked and penciled and send it in to Keen Spot and say, here's the first issue. Would you like this? Hey, would <laughs> and Would you like this? <laughs> and it's like, cause if you like this, you can pay us and we'll keep making yeah. lots of it. Um but like uh there's there's been folks that like I've seen that have been good opportunities. And I can say too like going back to the other publishing thing, uh getting published with Christian organizations is hard because yeah. they're like I'm all for holiness and mm-hmm. I am all for, you know, like, you know, sanctification and growth of a believer and all of that. But sometimes like the standards that are set are like, you know, way hard um, mm-hmm. or they're very pick and choosy. My first book, um, you know, I was, I tried to submit it to Lifeway mm-hmm. and, um, uh, and that Lifeway said, Hey, we like this. We need you to take out this chapter. and 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 it's like and none of my content has like profanity in it or even vulgar statements but it's like because I was referencing a uh television show that they didn't approve of they're like Mm. nope it's got to go and I was like no this needs to be here like like I felt very firmly about it and then what cracked me up is uh let's say a year later or less um yeah i was at winter jam you're familiar with winter jam like Mm-mm. okay nope. winter Jam's like the big christian music festival that tours around the country um okay. it's like 10 bucks to get in but they'll bring in like 30 artists or whatever um that's so and so uh winter jam did a whole gospel presentation based on the tv show that lifeway said was not appropriate and then like I found out like the, the gospel presentation video stuff and everything was produced by LifeWay. And I'm like,
1: hey wait a second.
0: <laughs> and, that was, and that was I was like I was like, that's yes, it's, it's like a party file. So it's you know, it's it's hard to find people that can agree with your vision that are gonna also agree with all every method you take.
1: Yeah, and that's been a huge reluctance that I have towards approaching um like companies producers or publishers because every single aspect of the character design of the um story elements that's a lot of it's deeply symbolic of what i'm trying to communicate and like i said sometimes things are kind of raw it's not in a sense it's going to be bad but it's purposeful, um, and so like this, a main character I'm working on now, and he looks kind of sleazy, and that's on purpose <laughs> because it's a there's a reason he's got like a what's a razor wire tattooed on his neck, but that's for a reason. You know, a lot of this stuff is symbolic. A lot of this has meaning to it, and he's gonna have this cool redemption arc, you know. And that's my main thing that I've been like, I feel like if I approach somebody then they would want to change or take away or say, oh, I like this, but you got to completely like scrap Einer from the agents like, bro, that dude, that guy's too edgy. You know, he, he's, he's he, You can't control him. We don't like that. Um, even though Eric is like his best friend, his brother, and he's been trying to work on him since his their mid twenties, you know? So there's a purpose behind it and there's a heart behind it. Um, and so that's, that's something that I've definitely been kind of reluctant about. I'm just like, I, you know, I really feel like somebody's going to cha- want to change something and all of it has purpose and meaning to it. Because like I said, I would not do something, uh, create something or decide to do something. Well, first, without a lot of intent, intent prayer, intentional prayer behind it. But also, if it doesn't have purpose or reason, I love symbolism, parallelism, and I love to convey that. Through these characters, through the stories, and so a lot of it's very, very important to me. Um, Because a lot of people want to use negative symbolism, hidden symbolism, things to, um, you know, they're hidden. I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna do that, but in a good way. I'm gonna do that, you know, in a, in a biblically inspired way, you know. So, (laughs) um, and like I said, it's very important to me. Very important
0: um so right now uh you, what are the rest of the shows you said you're going to be at for the year or you're going to be at savannah <laughs> uh savannah? At the, <laughs> oh and you passed that um I,
1: sorry i didn't mean to cut you off there um so definitely like i said uh coca-cola space science center in columbus and that one's august 28, I think, and then the one in Conyers, I would love to do that one. I don't think I, I don't know if I, my spot is secured yet, and that one's like December 4th, I think. Um, but those are the ones that I have for the rest of the year. Like I would love to see about getting, you know, South Carolina again. Um, well, I don't. I would love to do big shows, but it's just too financially tolling right now. Um, so I might just stick to small shows. Um, I would love to do big shows, but I might stick to small shows at least for a while until I get a little bit more off my feet. Um, so try to get more inventory, you know?
0: And I've, I've been surprised many a time that sometimes small shows will do better than some of the big ones. And, um, I spoke at a Bible camp in Alabama, uh, Mm -hmm. right. Like I left heroes con and drove to Alabama to do a Bible Mm -hmm. camp. And, um, I still had my books with me and they're like, and one of the things that they, I was a counselor at that camp 21 years ago. Mm -hmm. And so the speaker, the guy who runs the camps, like, Hey, tell them about your nerd stuff. Yeah. And they gave me like a 30 minute, like extra chapel time to say, Hey, here's what I do. And here's how you can use stuff that you're passionate about to share the gospel with others. And um, like I did, like when the parents can pick their kids up they said hey you can set your stuff up and parents can buy books for their kids and That's i did better. Cool. i did better there than like half the shows i've done this year mm-hmm. <laughs> and
1: those so, are great for me yeah
0: and well small shows too give you a good opportunity to actually talk with people about your art um mm-hmm. and that makes a big difference as well so you mentioned it earlier uh on saturday of heroes con which if y'all are familiar if y'all aren't familiar heroes con is a friday saturday sunday show Mm
1: -hmm. friday and
0: sunday are Mm -hmm. the moderate days and saturday's the big day um you chose to give away everything at your booth on saturday that people were interested in is that a right statement or how did that play out
1: so i sold my normal things friday and sunday And I had a lot of um, my gospel or Christian oriented stuff um, as well. So like I had these posters I made up a while ago. Um, They were kind of like, it was kind of funny. It was like a, a gag project uh, that I dubbed Christian propaganda air quotas um, because it's just like, oh yeah, well, there's so much secular pro- propaganda. Oh, I have some Christian propaganda. <laughs> and I did those like a 1950s looking art style. And I had those like posters, like, you know, with Bible verses or gospel message on them. And some of them, I went around town and uh, posted them up on um on like businesses or you know on the walls and um it's pretty funny it was there was one that was like a little (laughs) my drill was going that let's just say it was kind of sketchy where I put one of them like (laughs) and I was like my friend was with me she was like let's get out of here but I'm sorry I'm a little out there anyway um but yeah so I had those I had my here's the basics which I know I mentioned them before which my here's the basics are like a mini comic they're like a half comic uh, sharing, uh, gospel or, uh, Christian oriented, you know, topics, just like the basics, the basics of theology. I only have two issues right now. Uh, one, the first one is just general creation and who, you know, God, the father and his work in creation. Um, and then the second one talks about Jesus. And then the third one, will be talking about the Holy Spirit. And then after that, I'll talk about the Trinity and God's word and one issue. And then after that, I plan to talk about attributes of God, like his, you know, different things about his personality. Um, and I'm, I'm going to do a revision of that as well. But I have those, I I will not, charge. I'll put them in like, the only time I'll air quotas charge for those would be if I were to put them in like a bundle pack. And with other art stuff, but really it's just still kind of like a free thing I want to put out. But usually, most of the time, it's all free. I give them out. Um, and so I had plenty of those I was giving out. I had a lot of like Jesus stickers I was giving out, some pens, bookmarks, um, and stuff like that. Uh, there was a couple of t shirts my dad had made up just that says like Jesus on it, or you know, some of his designs that he did. Um, speaking of, side note, uh, my dad and I have been trying to talk about doing our a little t-shirt. I don't know if you even call it a brand. I don't think it'd be that for a while, but uh, just make our own t-shirts called Epic Jesus Moment. And because um, that's just like a little phrase I could like throw around a lot.
0: My <laughs> I've got ha- I've got that sticker on this laptop recording this right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's like my favorite. But um, and it'll have these like intensely intricate designs that i I would do the artwork behind it and the social media and then that can work about about the business aspect and we can split the cost and split the profit i'm like so we're I'm, i'm coming up with the first design now um and almost finished with it and we've been sitting down and thinking about some really cool concepts with that and uh to do if it starts to go off well like being able to donate some shirts or have some of the profits go to something like Samaritan's Purse or we're, we're just trying to think it out right now um but anyway so yeah we had um what happened there was I was really wrestling with these different concepts and I was like well Holy Spirit like help me what do you want me to do on this day like I want you to tell me and then I he dropped this idea to me of um just to basically you know share share the gospel, share God's love, um, and then just give just give out stuff that day on Saturday. And so I did. I was very thankful that I got to, and I'm, I'm really grateful that I had at least enough to fill up a table, because um, the stuff I had Friday and Sunday were different than I had Saturday. Um, and so if anybody walked by, I didn't want to turn down anybody, because that's, the, that's the concept and heart behind my art in general. I don't want it just to be for a Christian audience. I want a Christian audience to be able to feel safe in watching or reading my content, but I want to be able to reach out to people who wouldn't normally uh have um you know a Christian point of view on things. Um I think that's really, really important to me, reaching out to the lost. Um, but that's what I wanted to do is like a statement to God. I'm like, all right, Lord, I want me, I want all of me to be under um to be submitted under him, under the Lord, and I want my art to do so as well. I pray that my art never becomes an idol. Um, I love doing it. It's a passion. I work on it almost pretty much every day, but I don't want it to become above God. So I'm like, all right, Lord, I want to, sh- I want this to be like a public statement of that. I want to use this day to serve him. Um, and I was just telling people, I think what I was telling people a lot was, you know, Hey, if there's anything uh, that you find of interest on the table, uh, you're welcome to it. Uh, if you, you know, you don't, don't worry about it. You just, grab what you like. And I just want to share a little bit of God's love and kindness. He's been so good to me and so giving to me. And I just want to share a little bit of that to others. I, and I was saying like, I know I can't outgive the free gift of salvation now, but I just wanted to share a little bit of God's heart to other people. Um, and so that was kind of along the lines of, of what I was saying. And I was just really thankful uh, for that. And I just was really tickled that I was able to do that. And am definitely going to be such a good memory to me and I kind of felt a little bad because my uh booth neighbor man that girl is so sweet and so humble and I'm so thankful for her because I was kind of giving her some sermons left and right <laughs> not even on Saturday but just on the other days too and I'm, like, I'm sorry Miss Michelle I don't mean to give you sermons but she was very receptive to it and I don't know I don't know her uh where her heart is, I don't know if, where her issues are. You know, um I don't know where her walk is. Um and you know, but I was thankful she was even just willing to listen to what I had to say. Um and so I hope that, you know, that the Holy Spirit worked through anybody or worked through me and touched anybody. I just wanted to plant some good seeds that day and I was thankful I was able to. So
0: I found that over the years of doing like con stuff and uh that your booth neighbors usually can be some of the most fertile ground for ministry like it's oh, yeah. it's not just the con attenders it's not just you know people trying to buy stuff like like i'll walk in and like say all right god you've put me sandwiched between these two people for the next three days mm-hmm. what's up yep. <laughs> and yep. and there's been plenty of times where like Cause I try to be early for shows um, cause mm-hmm. I've I'm old and I'm tired and I hate trying to rush to uh, put a show up on like the morning of or whatever. So I'll go the day before. And there's been plenty of times I've seen people walk up and like, they'll see the Jesus stuff in it. Like just coming down the alley like, like, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll, and like, you know, and uh, yeah, I'm grateful that I've had several times where people will say, you know, I was really worried when I saw that you were next to me, but you're pretty cool. Or, mm-hmm. you know, like, and so like to be able to have some conversations and build some relationships, like um, I've done marriage counseling for people that I've, you know, met at the booths, like that were booth next to me. Like there's one That's couple, <laughs> There, there's one couple that had some problems a few years later and they're like, Hey, uh, can, do you offer marriage counseling? And like, I officiated another guy's wedding and that was just a booth neighbor like we are beside that's each other cool.
1: that's epic <laughs> and
0: and so in doing that it's it's created some really cool opportunities um mm-hmm. so just to ask this because i don't want to just glance over it what is your uh what's your testimony like where where's your uh your fate come into your life when did that start like what's that look like for you oh man <laughs> <laughs>
1: long story my friend um
0: share what you want but like no pressure
1: (laughs) yeah no problem um I kind of go over like a synopsis of it I guess okay (laughs) Um, so I was I'm so thankful I was raised in a good household and a believing household um and all of us we've you know been on the rocks we've you know we've neglected at times, um, especially, you know, the word of God. And it's just, I'm thankful that the Lord's never let go of us. Um, we never stopped believing, um, but we definitely had our seasons, um, of, you know, being neglectful, but anyway, so I was raised in a great household. And when I got into my, I've grown up Christian basically. Um, and, Sometimes I just look back so fondly on like my childhood years. I'm like, man, I just go up to people and just pray for them. And I remember like my granny when she was still with me, I, I don't know where I got it, but I had a little bottle of like, I called it anointing oil. <laughs> and I would go up to pray with her and put a little oil off. just like, I don't know why I did that. It cracks me up though. Um, <laughs> but my teenager years are really hard. I went through a really dark space and a dark time um and they were just awful like uh that's my granny passed away when I was nine that started things I I'm right now I'm very careful of the media I take in and I take it seriously like I used to watch and listen to play video games like a lot of dark stuff and it's it was so toxic on my soul and it just radiated through my art, and I would draw a lot of, like, really gross, like, dark things, like, a lot of, like, yucky things, like, all monsters, creatures, stuff like that, um, and it was just really toxic, you know, um, and it was just a really bad place. The high school was awful, like, had super bad depression, just it was it a terrible environment that made things worse and worse, and I'm just so thankful that um, the Lord has never forgotten me. He's never left me because my whole life, I felt very isolated. You know, I felt like I've been in the same season of just isolation. Like as a child, I remember in elementary school, I felt very alone and isolated. Even some of the teachers were concerned. Um, And so it's it's been a struggle for me for a lot of these years and that's why it's such a struggle trying to get my work out there because I like to make the comment if my characters can speak and communicate better than I can because they are how I want to speak and communicate to the world. Um and um I know I'm not that eloquent of a person either. I can be sometimes, but a lot of time I stutter. Anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was just like a really hard time. I never stopped believing in the Lord, but it was certainly I wrestled so much um, and I just I went down a really dark path and a lot a lot of bad things in my life. Um, and so the more I was, God was revealing his truth to me, the more that he was showing himself as present in my life. Um, the more I was just like, all right, Lord, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I threw away so much movies and games. I threw away so much just trash. And I'm just like, Lord, I'm so sorry. I let, let all this stuff in my life. That's why I'm so paranoid about what I watch and listen to now, because I'm just like, mm. it was a curiosity that got me. And <laughs> that's how I got, I fell into all that stuff. Um, and so I'm just like, Lord, like you giving given me this skill and talent And um, let me not waste it. I want this to serve you and you alone with the Holy Spirit helping me and guiding me through all that I do. And um, so I'm so thankful that he's been by my side, even in the bad times, and um, that he's never left nor forsaken me. Um, And so I've just been trying to walk stronger, walk stronger, or even run toward the Lord and, you know, the enemy likes to try to remind me of things I'm like oh you're still lonely aren't you and I'm just like shut up <laughs> I got God so I'm good um and uh so i it's just been a it's been a long ongoing battle but you know God is if God is for me then who can be against me right hey sugar anyway um and so the closer or I can't say the closer God's already present fully present but um the more I walk with him and want to walk with him and want to serve him more and more and more. And the more I want to have his truth in my life um, and submit to him more and more. I pray to that. I pray pretty much every day for like the last several months. My like, Lord, i just like all of me is under you, under your submission, under your obedience, all the mama, my, my, my desires, my artwork, my skills, my thoughts, my everything about me is under you God I don't want every anything to come above you or before you and I mean that I has been like a, a prayer that I've been there's a lot more to the prayer but I, that's something I've been praying for for the last couple months because I I see this skill that he's given me and I only want it to serve him now and not myself not the world um not a, you know I want to serve other people in the sense that I want to you know, help teach other people or help to, you know, give other people good and uh, entertainment and good media to consume. Um, but like I said, I don't want it to, to be just for, oh, my own gain. Like, what can I gain for this? And that's, that's another to wrap back on Saturday. Um, I don't want money to be an incentive for me. And that's why I wanted to present Saturday to, to the Lord, um, because yeah all day I had the enemy being like oh look at the potential (laughs) look look at all this money you're losing and at the end of the day I didn't even feel bad because I know a lot of the vendors had a hard time so I'm like I didn't really lose anything it was worth it I would do that if I could you know every show I go to um and so there's just there's just been a lot of like battle and I'm just so thankful again and again and again that you know because of Jesus and just so thankful for what he's done and that he's my strength. Cause boy, I got a little fragile heart. I got a little pea brain. So I always need his help. And, um, and so I've been very solidly walking with the Lord. I mean, like I said, I've never ran, I've never walked away from the Lord before. Um, but I have been in dark places, but for the past several, several years, I've been really running towards him. Um, and I've been really taking my relationship with him very seriously in that regards to my artwork and regards to everyday life. Like how, if I, you know, what I can do to better myself, to uh, walk more in the spirit um, and less in the flesh. Um, Cause you know, out of, out of him, there's all wisdom and I don't want to neglect that. Um, I never want to neglect him again. And so I'm just, like I said, there's there's a lot, there's a lot of nuance to the stories as well. Um, But in the end of it all, I was, I was raised in a Christian household and by God's grace and goodness and patience, you know, I've been just sanctified and regenerated throughout the years, more and more so. And um, I want those principles to be radiated through all my life, my work, my art, whatever I do. To serve the lord alone because he's worthy he's worthy and um it's it's an honor to be able to wait on him and to know that he is good and he's enough and um i'm just so thankful for his patience with me though that's for sure <laughs> I, you know i'm a little I, I know i can be stubborn and my like, lord if i'm gonna be stubborn let's let me at least be stubborn for you you know <laughs> it's not against him but for him <laughs>
0: That, that, that's a good <laughs> stubborn for jesus yeah. so uh before we roll out is there anything else you would want to say or you would want people to know about you or your art or your creation or just anything you would want to put out on the small bubble of the world that this will touch
1: mm-hmm. um i mean i've pretty much covered a lot of, of my ramblings and i'm so thankful that you given me part of your platform to be able to to share that, um, like I said, my heart is totally, it's, it's all God's, it's all his, everything that I do, it's for him and him alone. And that's not going to change. Um, because I know what it was like to be in that dark place. I'm like, well, psh, you can stay in that dark place. I ain't going back. You know? <laughs> so, um, and that's, that's my heart and intention behind it all. And just like, um, you know, Saturday and all the other every day of my life, you know, I don't care who reads my content, who approaches me, I'm going to treat you the same either way. And I'm going to treat you the best I can and love and kindness as God has treated me. And that's what I want to show through my stories. Um, That's what I want to show that, you know, God can reach and wants to reach out to anybody. It's his will and his heart for all men to come under him and to all men to surrender to him and to, have to receive his salvation. And I want to show that that's what, that's what this homeboy, that's what he represents, you know, that's he looks, he looks wild because I, those are my favorite kind of stories and like the real life stories of people I know are like, you know, examples of man looks on the outside, God looks at the heart. Um, and I, I love stuff like that because it really exemplifies his redemption and his strength and his salvation. And his grace. Um, and so I I just want to exemplify that in all that I do. I want it to serve him, whether big, small, whatever. I'm just very thankful for the Lord. And I'm thankful for Mr. Hector for letting me be on his super sweet epic podcast. And so it's my first podcast, so I'm really excited for that. So woo! I'm a little wild, child. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: You're great, dude. All right. So uh uh We're going to have Brittany's uh, Instagram linked into the show notes, Mm -hmm. and uh, you can check out her art there and contact her with, you know, all the commissions you're going to want for the books that she's going to make for you or for Mm -hmm. any of the comic book publishers that are like, no, I'd totally love to publish her book. Um, You know, if any of that happens, you can reach her. and. reach out to that but uh thank you everybody for joining and uh if you're watching this uh you can find the audio version over at faithandfandom.podbean.com if you're listening to this you can go watch it on facebook.com slash faithandfandom or on uh, Faith and Fandom on youtube and uh Brittany, thank you so much for uh just giving some of your time and, and you know uh, sharing your heart and your vision and your passion
1: well, thank you so much, Mr. Hector. This was such an honor and a blessing for me. Honestly, like I'm smiling ear to ear. I'm so thankful for this. And I'm so thankful to be able to, to have me met you. Um, and I would definitely, I would love to be on your podcast more and more, you know, it's super cool. And I, so I love talking about this kind of stuff. So thank you again so much.
0: I don't think it'll be the last time. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> Woo! Let's go. All
0: right.